Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, Goddess of Victory Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 9 The Raid Smoke filled the air and mingled with the guttering cries for mercy as the Iceni ripped through Verulamium. Houses were ransacked, public spaces defaced and demolished, and those unable to escape the carnage were left to the brutality of Boudicca's forces. In a gutted building at the heart of the settlement, the professor sat on the floor, her hands and legs tied to prevent her escape. Guards had been stationed at the doors, but their bloodlust had spurred them to abandon their post and join their fellow Iceni in the ransacking. It was of no consequence. The professor made no effort to escape. She sat in silence, listening to the horrors unfolding outside. Once or twice some fresh cry of pain would cause her to flinch, but otherwise the general cacophony settled in her ears and she looked through a window at a sky streaked with fire. The river of time must flow its course, she repeated to herself, like a mantra to calm her fears. She pondered the visions that Boudicca's pendant had rendered so potently, the brutality of the Roman forces in seizing the warrior queen's lands, the ferocity of the beating they had enacted upon her before a single drop of Roman blood had been spilt, and then Eowyn and Mildretha dragged away into the forest. This image shattered the mantra of inaction. The professor's blood rose to her face and she kicked at her bonds, but they remained impervious to her struggle. The river of time must flow its course. No historical account recorded the fate of the two young girls following the great cataclysm that was to follow the destruction of Verulamium. Speculation offered all manner of possibilities. Escape to another kingdom, passage across the sea, and then that image again. The forest, the cries, the fury. One tiny circle of history closing with none to mark it. One tributary of the stream dispersing into the mud. The river of time must flow its course. How many times had she helped it on its way now? Too many to count, she would tell herself, as she and Astrid dashed from past to future and back again. But now there was time enough to tally them. She counted the faces. The voyagers on Time's River she had fought to ensure made their journey as history dictated. Face after face drifted through her mind. A hundred faces of a hundred lives. But in this sea of countenances, some rose to the forefront of her memory. There stood Oscar, resplendent in his immaculate clothes and leonine mane of hair. The man whose life she had hurtled through to protect him from harm. And in saving him, what had she sent him to? to trial, to prison, to exile and to illness. For the river of time must flow its course. More faces, more lives, more tributaries guarded from intrusion. There stood Jane. Jane, whose history had been ripped open and picked apart for the greed of a madman. 
Jane, whose voyage she had set back on course for all it had cost herself. For what place had she on history's correct path? A half-remembered dream of a story that never happened, lost in the river. Had Jane remembered her, she wondered? Had the remembrance ever burned as brightly as it did in herself? She could never know, for the river of time must flow its course. And then there was Kit. Always the writers, she smiled to herself. That dangerous grin and honeyed voice, those eyes that spoke of and craved for adventure, lost to the flow of time. And yet, had the river taken its true course then? She knew Marlowe's story, had read every account of it she could find. He died in a tavern in Deptford, they said. And yet, she knew this was wrong. History had been changed. The flow of time had been set on a new course. He had died at the hands of a monster that rose from the depths of the river and slithered onto its banks. She had seen it. And one dark night she had returned to those accounts of his life. Such a long time after the event, but finally she brought herself to read them. But they remained unchanged. The same tavern in Deptford. The same stupid brawl. The same speculation that a conspiracy raged behind the act instead of simple primitive brutality. For the river of time must flow its course. But it had not. She knew it. She had seen it. History had been changed, even if the accounts remained the same. And now history raged around her once again. But something more corporeal than the river was moving close to her now. With shuffled footsteps, Eowyn and Mildretha stepped into her line of vision. They looked terrified. What are you doing here? the professor admonished. It's not safe for you to leave the camp. Without a word, Eowyn took out a rough blade from behind her back. She knelt to the floor and began severing the professor's bonds. Oh, girls, the professor sighed. How scared they must have been to walk back into the carnage that had engulfed them once before. After the ropes fell to the ground, she knelt up and grasped them both as tightly as she could. Are you all right? she asked them tenderly, but neither could form the words to reply. A crash from outside made them both jolt and grasp their tutor all the tighter. She could feel them trembling. Don't worry, she whispered to them. There's nothing to fear. Where there's life, there's hope. Remember that. Come with me. She led them from the house and out onto the street, which was blotted with debris and blood. Eyes on the ground, she instructed softly. Eowyn and Mildretha did as they were told. Now, how did you get here? By horse? Eowyn shook her bowed head. You ran? A nod. Very well, said the professor. Then we shall run. They fled from one ruined street into another, the girls' heads still lowered and their hands clinging tightly to the professor's. The immediate vicinity was deserted. Where the bloodshed had moved on to, the professor could not fathom. As they made their way along another desolated path, she pondered her options. To be seen by Boudicca or her soldiers would be fatal. She had already been threatened with death, but for Eowyn and Mildretha to become embroiled in the matter was unthinkable. Yet in their terrified state they could not make their way through Verilamium alone. She would have to guide them as best she could towards the camp and leave them. But to what? What fate awaited them as the Iceni moved onwards towards their final confrontation with the Romans? The flow of time, she told herself. The waves of history were rising. They were nearing the outskirts of what remained of Verilamium now, 
but the grim reckoning Boudicca had brought upon the settlement was no less potent. The professor slowed as they passed a communal square lined with trees. On each trunk was bound the lifeless form of a civilian. Blood pooled in the gutters and ran between the flagstones. For a moment she closed her eyes. The river of time made no judgment to those who sailed upon it. It cared not who was right and who was wrong. It carried them onwards, wherever their voyage ended. On they ran, and finally they reached the city wall. The gate had been abandoned, and in the distance the fringes of the Iceni camp could be seen. It's over now, girls, the professor said as cheerily as she could. She shook their hands encouragingly. Look, there's home. Now, you must go back. Straight there. No deviation, you understand? Come with us, Eowyn whispered. I can't, the professor replied sadly. You know what your mother means to do with me. The girls nodded, eyes filled with tears. Don't you worry, she grinned. I've the cleverest of clever plans to see I'll be safe. But I must embark on this little excursion alone. Now, run home, and say nothing of what you've seen. And when the next battle comes, she faltered. She wanted to tell them, tell them to saddle their horses and flee. The course of the river was hidden now. What was the right path? Keep yourselves hidden, she instructed finally. And who knows? Perhaps we'll meet again. Now run. Run! Without a word, the two girls set off across the fields. Mildretha glanced back as they fled and waved. The professor touched the brim of her hat and bowed her head. She watched until they had reached the camp and disappeared from sight. And then the river flowed along a familiar route. A sword unsheathed behind her. She turned to face the warrior queen. Victory is given to us once more, growled Boudicca, her face marked with blood. Her own or her enemies, the professor wondered. Congratulations, she replied in a sharp tone. And now what? Now comes the next battle, Boudicca explained with relish. We shall beat the Romans from our lands, from our very shores. That's nice, sighed the professor. And what of me? The goddess of victory must be thanked for this day, Boudicca said, her sword twitching in her hand. And we must beg that she smile upon us for the final attack. You shall be our offering. Time to die. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight, and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod.